1: guests, welcome to Jurassic World Minute. We visit Jurassic World one minute time. Come on guys, we all just work here. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we're discussing Minute 51 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, let's talk gyrospheres. <laughs> uh, heading over to jurassic for the article up there, Bicycle Claw, on the big ball that uh, Steven Spielberg had the great idea that he wanted to have these spiritual vehicles for... Uh, Guests to ride right around the park. Oh, well, he didn't do it in '93, but uh, now I don't know if he fell off the toilet and uh, hit his head or what happened. But uh, we have the dry in the film. Cue AC/DC's
0: "Big Balls" song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hell's bells. <laughs> no, big balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: I don't even know where to start. We'll start off the article first. Uh, we've got the rod up here of uh, the gyrospheres being used. Um, the manual control that we're going to see later as they drive off. Obviously, here, when they leave the uh, gyrosphere station, they're uh, automated to clear the uh, area, so you don't have people going backwards <laughs> into oncoming gyrospheres or anything else. Um, yeah. The...
0: I don't know. I mean, as futuristic as the gyrosphere is... And I'm sure that's quite impressive to use one. Give me uh, plush leather seats of Ford Explorer any day.
1: <laughs> At least it's a bit easier for fans to replicate too. <laughs> yeah, too.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I have two. The, the idea of the gyrosphere, I don't, I don't mind. The the two biggest issues I have with it is one, how much they dumb down the special polyurethane glass. Outer proxy coating or whatever Jimmy Fallon spews off in a couple of minutes here uh, in Fallen Kingdom, where Owen can just shoot it with a nine mil or, or what have you, and just the free roamingness about. If these are, there's there's a concept art out there, and we'll post up of these things on trackways, um, where the guests can go through the the fields running on these trackways without the free run capacity or ability. Because there's so many issues, as we said last minute, going through dung and getting smeared all over the glass, mud, wet grass, having traction on wet grass. If anyone knows if anyone's ridden a motorcycle in a field on wet grass, and that's with knobby tires, you imagine a round ball and and then you've got the station being up on the side of a man, on top of the side of the valley as well. So it just yeah. Heck,
0: I mean when it rains that thing must be awful, you know? Yeah. I mean, with with a car, you at least have uh, windshield wipers. You can at least see out the front of it. But with a car, you don't have anything. I mean, it's basically just... All you're going to see is water streaking down the glass.
1: Well, thanks to 4K, we do see water streaking down the inside of the explorers now too, where uh, Grant and Malcolm are having these conversations, just because the uh, the bubble roof was leaking so much in the film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've caught that too, but I mean, yeah. still, I mean, you can at least see at the front with the windshield wipers. Yeah. But you don't get that in a gyrosphere.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's got the old train tires, even though the the roads are built up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then and then the design and that themselves we talked last minute about the fact that you got the the inner um, mechanics of it of obviously obviously weighted bottom so the occupants inside stay upright at all times somehow there's um, even because each side ring has got the, like large ball bearings around so it can roll freely but there's some multi-directional uh, I don't even know what you call it connection between that inside mechanical section and the glass itself that can make it change direction with the uh, the movement of the central joystick and these big round glass uh, doors that just somehow hinge and swing into place where there's no there's no wires, there's no bolts there's nothing there that the glass hinges on there's nothing there that the glass sort of retracts into the into the place and stays there with, it's, it's almost like they're vacuum sealed in there <laughs> They're in a slight vacuum, but and then even like we've we've always mentioned the the threat of herbivores. Yes, they've got their implants in them that would shock them if they get too close to these things. Well, that's the invisible fences, but surely there's something uh, as well in the dinosaurs that, or even the vehicles that have some sort of sensors that don't let them get too close to to the animals in case um, in case someone gets struck. I'm just trying to read through here. If, if it says something about that 12 foot round they're a big ball too <laughs> oh yeah yep so they do have a um I don't know if, uh, what the anachronism is RFID <laughs> tracking systems in them so they, they can yeah. tell where the dinosaurs are mm-hmm. but we're going to uh we'll probably talk a lot more about the spheres when we see it in action here and uh Later on, when it uh, goes toe to toe with some of the uh, island's inhabitants. um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Anything else on the gyrosphere for for now before we get into the minutes? Uh, No, I think we're good.
2: As we went in minute 50 of Jurassic World, the boys were finally in their hamster ball, leaving the station, heading out into the park. Yet just as they left, the ride operator got a phone call. We only hear a one side conversation, as he says, seriously, and immediately turns to the crowd, saying, okay, folks, the ride's closed, and puts the phone down. In front of him, the hundreds of people lined up for the ride start to cry out in disgust. At the 17-second mark, as we leave Dryosphere Valley, the ride operator pleads with the crowd, come on, guys, I just work here. Then we cut to Dr. Henry Wu, Coming out of his bat cave and the secret door to his office. Over the PA system, we can hear the announcer telling the guests. Due to technical difficulties, all our rides are now closed. Henry looks out at the departing crowd and sees Simon Masrani making his way through the people towards him. At the 30 second mark, as Henry pours himself some tea, we pan across a chunk of amber as he tells Simon, You know I'm not at liberty to discuss the asset's genetic makeup. Modified animals are known to be unpredictable. Masrani asks what purpose could we have for an animal that can camouflage, and Henry goes off spouting about the Indominus' makeup. As we end minute 51, Masrani tells Henry that it hid from thermal technology, causing Wu to almost spit out his coffee. As we end at
1: minute 50, the station attendant's phone rang, and uh... After, well just after he farewells the boys, and as we start at minute 51, there's a pause while he hears the entire message, and uh, in the back of my mind I already know uh, where this is going, and I'm just thinking of the phrase, I don't get, a paid, I don't get paid enough for this, but he uh, says uh, seriously, and then turns to look at the people in the queue, with a look of concern on his face, uh, and he dresses them straight away, um, as he puts the phone down, uh, sorry folks, Rod's closed, <laughs> Which is just what you want to hear, because we get that usual rambling and dissatisfaction from the crowd. As, um, yeah.
0: Come on, guys! I just work here. You know (laughs) how many times I wanted to tell people
1: that. Uh, (laughs) Oh.
0: I do not miss retail.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I do feel sorry for those people still living in retail in this uh, current pandemic because we see some oh, yeah. stupid things out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, he continues after grabbing the employee handbook. Um, everyone needs to proceed to the monorail and head to the resort. Uh, people in the crowd start yelling at this. <laughs> and he pleads, as you said, come on guys, i just work here. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, that's where we leave the gyrosphere station and the attendant and the queue of unhappy customers, of visitors, uh, not to see him again.
0: <laughs> Word has it he's... He still wanders the waist of the Gallimimus Valley, telling people, I'm sorry, sir, you have to leave, the ride's closed.
2: You just imagine the,
1: how many times you'd have to stand, or how long you'd have to stand there while that sort of message filters through the crowd as people start talking, talking to the people behind them, because we can see there's a long line here presumably to gone all the way back to the monorail station
0: <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say you can imagine that there's probably people on the monorail that when it gets back or when it gets there it's going to dump a whole new crowd that then had to be told i'm sorry you have to get back on
2: well maybe maybe that's the job of
1: someone in the control room but that we don't see because we did just see it leave presumably empty unless there's people just sitting on the monorail riding it around which when you're in Hawaii or when you're in an area that looks like this in Hawaii you, I probably would spend an hour just riding around <laughs> seeing everything from these high elevations so obviously someone's given the return command to the uh, to the monorail to go back and get these people but still you'd have to wait for those people at the station to get on before <laughs> all these people down and as we when we get to the novel there's people that have been waiting here for an hour or so so they didn't all just turn up on this monorail there's been some from earlier monorails as well but anything else on that before we change scenery
0: no I think we're good
1: alright uh, we cut to Wu coming out of an opening of some kind in a wall uh, it doesn't look like a door it looks like something rather sneaky <laughs> and and we haven't According seen him, to since him in... his private office Hmm. still couldn't you just have a door there with the lock on it that no one can access
0: <laughs> no sneaky wall door
1: it looks, it looks cooler <laughs> uh, another, another Batman of his bat cave <laughs> um, but we haven't seen Wu since minute 9 here we are at minute 51 um, and it's sort of it's a big issue with the film where you have this massive cast and you don't really get to see what everyone's doing all the time because everyone's off doing their own sort of thing whereas in the pre- previous films everyone's sort of been grouped together in two to three main groups and we see one group, and then the other. Uh, Jurassic Park Three, we're pretty much with the run group the whole time. We got the two groups in Lost World until they become one. And even in Jurassic Park, you sort of got the control room team, those in the tour cars, and Nedry running around. So,
0: and Nedry, that's one of the issues. Nedry cuts out halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, as he comes out of his uh, back cave, we're here and now. So, say so, uh, due to technical difficulties. All our exhibits are now closed, which makes me wonder why are they closing, or why this is being played inside the innovation center, and people, because they're in the resort here. The Mm -hmm. idea is to bring everyone from outside the resort in. We see later um, everyone gathering in Main Street, and even when when Claire comes out of the the, uh, control room in the next couple of minutes to find Owen. People are just sort of milling around and still looking at the uh, the attractions in that in the, in the innovation center. So I'm not quite sure what what's going on here.
0: Well, you know, there's probably people grumbling. You know, this is all just a publicity stunt so they can get us to buy more stuff.
1: <laughs> it, there's probably a chance too that it just whatever plays on the PA just plays on the PA's park wide. True. But we yeah we also see later sort of everyone gathering out of Main Street. Obviously those that would have rooms at the Hilton and the resorts would return to those rooms as per safety, <laughs> I suppose. Um, surely those that are left in the uh, in Main Street only have single day passes, which is absurd, but we'll get to that later on when we get there. Uh, we cut to a piece of amber on the wall, a mosquito with its secrets locked inside, and as we par- pan past it, we can hear woo in the background. Uh, as he pours, an amber-yellow uh or an amber or yellow liquid into a cup, Um, his conversation with Masrani begins. Uh, But before that, do you think this is some kind of tea? I can't recall if anything's been confirmed what this is actually supposed to be. It's definitely not coffee. I
0: I always assumed it was a tea of some sort. I'm Mm. not intimately familiar with teas. I'm more of a coffee guy, but, I mean, I have drinking tea from time to time this looks less like tea and something more like pee (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah
1: it's very very light um obviously no milk or no cream in it um like i know the the uk and um we do here as well have milk in our tea i know you can get the, the the iced teas and that but again they're a lot darker darker color so this may be uh I don't want to profile him as Chinese or try to guess what nationality he is in the film. but uh, Well, I know he's he's, he was born in America, so that's even worse. <laughs> but it may, maybe, maybe it's some sort of uh, Japanese or Chinese herbal tea or something that he's drinking. Um, I just think straight-up villain here. It's like the man with the golden gun. Just everything has to be amber. I'm surprised he's not dressed in an amber suit <laughs> or an amber-coloured suit.
0: <laughs> no, black is the villain colour of choice. That's where he's dressed <laughs> with the black turtleneck.
1: Yeah, well, turtlenecks are evil. <laughs> looking, at you, <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Steve Jobs.
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: you know that I'm not at liberty to reveal the asset's genetic makeup. Modified animals are known to be unpredictable. Um,
0: Which I do not get, because he realizes he's talking to the guy who's about to fire his ass, right? Mm. Like, everything he's doing is company property? So technically, yes, he does have to divulge what goes into his creations.
1: I wonder you know, if it's if this is the first sign that um, whether it's Ingen, whether it's um, Lockwood or Mills, or hell, let's throw Bison in there as well. Until <laughs> Dominion, if, if someone else is maybe not paying, well, sure they'd have to be paying him using using him in and he's using the assets he's got here to do work for someone else um, obviously the, the Indominus Rex is being used or was created for something else and Hoskins is full aware, fully aware of that as we know from uh, previous minutes where he's, <laughs> they're about to learn all sorts of new things about their asset now. I don't think it's ever really really mm. nailed down what because obviously is just paying the bill here but he's, uh, he's doing a lot of stuff that Maserone doesn't know about as we'll see in the following minutes
0: Yeah, I think the weaponization kind of gets implied as being Hoskins' idea here. Whether Hoskins was originally working with Mills and Lockwood, or, well, Lockwood didn't really know about it, so whether or not um, he's working with Mills, I don't know, but I kind of imagine he's not. I kind of peg... um, Wu to be more of a opportunist. He works for whoever he think is going to let him continue his research. Hmm. At one moment it's uh, Haskins, at the next moment it's Lockwood and Mills. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you got to look at it from his point of view as well. He's he's just been told make dinosaurs. Well, <laughs> he's presumably been doing that for twenty years now. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. Doing the same sort of thing. Guess he might have some new. DNA come up from the amber or what have you, but when um, when someone comes in and says, "Hey, the park's just about to approve to get a new dinosaur built," um, what else can you do to it, <laughs> or what what sort of things can you do to it? We haven't seen his secret office yet, but when we get there later, he's obviously been doing some uh, dark and unholy things to animals, <laughs> um, giving them second heads and all that sort of stuff, as we'll see, which he's. Well, the- um,
0: the even funnier thing about that is those were all actual animals with actual genetic deformities those weren't actually like I mean it's kind of implied that he's been splicing them but they're not actually been sliced or spliced I mean <laughs>
1: just just deformed yeah which is good <laughs> we'll talk about when we get there but I just imagine the props department trying to stick a, another head on the side of a snake yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously that'd have to be cg
0: lost world uh 1960
1: stuff oh. just just
0: glue horns to an iguana <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was i watching the other day oh the um the force awakens that creature at the start that has bb8 on it it's just they've just thrown all this stuff on a horse which happens a lot in not only star wars other films as well where if alien planets they get horses and put all sorts of banner contraptions and suits and stuff on them
0: <laughs> but um, in Rise of Skywalker those were so obviously horses they really should have just tried something else it was like <laughs> so low tech it almost reminded me of the first first movie where they put uh, basically a shag carpet on an elephant
1: in oh, death that was, yeah. <laughs> that was another thing too in Solo there's some weird dog creatures in that and they actually put um, put put um, dogs Doberman's like into suits and had them running around <laughs>
0: reminds me of alien 3 where they just uh, they tried to do the uh, the baby alien by putting a costume on a Jack Russell Terrier and they just could not get the dog to, to respond <laughs> to how they wanted to <laughs>
1: it's like they always say don't work with pets or animals uh, pets or uh, That's animals or children
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep Pretty cool. um we get a shot here of uh, Henry sitting down and surprisingly Masrani's standing in front of him not seated or more so Wu's seated and seated and not standing so whether um Wu thinks he's he, he's not special enough to stand up when the CEO of the company's here talking to him but uh Maserani says softly, it's killed people, Henry. And we were just gestures with his hands saying, that's unfortunate. <laughs> he doesn't even look at Maserani when he says it either, so... <laughs> it um... happens. <laughs> you should
0: have A
1: seen lot... what those
0: raptors did to that, to that one guy when we tried to put it in the cage.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. When you look at it, uh, this isn't the only animal that he's created that's killed people. is <laughs> <laughs> still cooking in that sarlacc pit <laughs> in um, <laughs> Rexy's stomach. Not to mention all the uh, animals that kill people on Sauna as well that he created. But, yeah. um, but uh, Maserana continues to probe what purpose can we have for an dinosaur that can camouflage. And this is where we get a bit of, uh, bit of filler on uh, some of the creation or makeup of the Indominus. Cuttlefish genes were added to help her withstand an accelerated growth rate. Uh, cuttlefish has chromophores uh, that allow the skin to change colour. You got to wonder how fast she grows that her cells can't, can't, uh, or her immune system and that can't, uh, or have trouble with it.
0: He kind of just wonders how much of this is just BSing that Wu was doing on the spot to try to save his ass. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure there's there's been plenty of times where people are just gone into the the info dump, just talking stuff that probably isn't really on topic. Just trying to get the boss to say, yeah, yeah, radio, radio, have that report on me desk Monday morning or <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, as uh, Maserani hears this, he sits down and uh, Maserani pauses. It hid from thermal technology. And as the minute ends, and as Wu we just hears, it sounds like it's something that he uh, wasn't aware of because uh, he almost spits out his tea and looks at Maserani. He <laughs> gets that, that look on his face like, it, that did what? <laughs> it's always that... Uh, that thing, that uh, that mutant. X-Men's a, cl- a clear uh, example where sort of gene mutation, that sort of stuff, it doesn't go as perfectly as, oh, I can shoot lasers from my hands or, or here I can camouflage <laughs> or hide from thermal radiation um, and still have uh, blonde hair and a pretty face or all <laughs> we'll this sort of other stuff. But... And same here with the Indominus. You just throw throw all these different things at it. I'm sure. I'm sure there's, there, there was Vat somewhere, and the Indominus was um, Project Nine or Ten that come actually come out and come to term, and wasn't just a puddle of goo.
0: Well, the other thing is is that with Jurassic World they have what's called Lego genetics, where basically you pop in the DNA like a um, Lego piece. And it just, it works how you want it to. And it just, you like, like, for example, you pop in cuttlefish DNA and suddenly the animal can camouflage. That's not how genetics works. (laughs) For example, humans are 60% banana DNA. But, (laughs) I mean, you can peel us, but you shouldn't.
1: No. No, we'd be in big trouble if we had our skin peeled off (laughs) Mm. Uh, like uh, the, the the ability to camouflage is that one trait that it actually took on board, and not uh, not the fact that it was just gelatinous goo, <laughs> or, or it only had a, a backbone. It was an invertebrate, invertebrate, whatever the word is for having a um, skeleton on the inside, not a crustacean or other things like that. Especially when you say the base the base genome was a T Rex and there's a little bit of raptor in there, and, um, that other dinosaur that gives it the quills and the hands and the claws that I can't pronounce.
2: <laughs>
1: so. Anything else on that before we get to novel comparisons?
0: I I think we did that pretty well.
1: He, uh, the, the gyrosphere attendant opens the employee handbook and reads it to the visitors, uh, return to the monorail and proceed to a designated safety area. So, again, I'm sure that'd be your hotel room if, uh, if you were actually staying the night, the visitors line weren't happy with this announcement. One said in Spanish, "I waited in line with three kids for an hour." I, <laughs> I can understand that. And another one yelled in Chinese, uh, "Do you know how much I paid for this trip?" <laughs> Which, um, to be fair, when uh, the crowd is rambling back in, uh, in during the minute in the film, there is people talking in different languages. I like, think like I can hear French there as well. So. Um, this poor attendant's copying it from everyone and in different languages <laughs> and the uh, the right operator held up both hands and said that he just works here and uh, we cut straight to Zach taking the controls um, as the instructional video starts but not with Jimmy Fallon we don't actually have the woo scene here in the novelisation so we'll wait and see where that comes up in the future but Dave that's been Minute 51 anything else to discuss before we get here today And the year.
2: We're good. All right, lovely.